And, um, and also, uh, are ramen noodles like the international student food? I mean, it's interesting. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Think Like a Brand, our midweek quick shots of the Rockstar CMO effing marketing podcast, where we discuss thinking like a brand, specifically in industries that often don't. Who are we? Well, in a moment, you'll hear from my chum Liz High, an insight ninja, marketing strategist, speaker and author who has worked with some amazing brands and more recently has focused on supporting fintechs, banks and credit unions to embrace brand thinking and is the co-author of Think Like a Brand, Not a Bank. And I'm your host, Ian Truscott, sharing the marketing street knowledge I've picked up in my 20-year career from techie to CMO. And you can find us on LinkedIn. Just search for Rockstar CMO or click on the links in the show notes, which you can find your favorite podcast app or at rockstarcmo.com it's wednesday the 23rd of november and for my u.s chums enjoy thanksgiving tomorrow and this week liz and i have been discussing brands that embrace the principle of culture component but first we need to pay the bar tab i'll be back in a moment we'll be right back we'll be right back You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome back, Liz, to Rockstar CMO FM and our little Think Like a Brand mini-series. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Just fresh off uh, England's opening uh, World Cup game. <laughs> so despite having to get up at five o'clock in the morning to watch it, feeling pretty good. Yeah, splendid, yeah, because it's, uh, it's still early Monday morning for you, but it was even earlier Monday morning for the game, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a true fan for you. How are you Seattle doing? Um, isn't, you're a big MLS fan as well, aren't you? Uh, yeah, we, we're, we're not talking about... Um, we're not oh, talking well, we- about- we're we're moving swiftly on from that one okay we're sticking with England well welcome back anyway thank you very much for coming back on the show and this week uh, as we've discussed uh, we're going to dip into one of the principles from your book coach and compose which I remember you saying was your favorite principle so that's cool so Mm. let's dive into that Um, but for the people that didn't listen to the episode which was about three weeks ago uh, explain coach and compose and that that I think it was like your fifth principle, wasn't it, in the book? It was indeed. Well remembered. (laughs) So, yeah, the idea behind Coach and Compose is that, you know, when you're thinking about innovation, you can't assume that customers will get it straight away. Mm -hmm. And there is an element of coaching people into trying new things, helping them to use them and helping them to really get value out of it. Right. And um, to me, that's a a big part of what I'm seeing kind of new brands, particularly kind of digitally focused brands in the financial services world 
are really starting to hone in on financial education, financial planning and support. Right, right, right. Which has been where, where your focus is. And I think when we talked about it um, a few weeks ago, from my perspective, from B2B perspective, um, I think we discussed somebody like HubSpot who, who really educated the world on what it, what inbound is all about, right? So, so, so Coach and Compose can be like a content marketing strategy, can't it? It's how are you going to educate the market that your your stuff is the good stuff, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's um it's it's really interesting. And if you look at you know, one of the, the reasons that my brain started going to this is that um my daughter's just started um at UW mm-hmm. and our local grocery store is um Whole Foods. And that's also her local grocery store. And one of the really cool things about them as a as a brand is how orientated they are on the community, Mm -hmm. how focused they are on organic produce, local produce, etc. And one of the things that they have is a community kitchen. All right. Where what they do is they actually pull people in, and you know they do a shopping basket, and then they cook with the shopping basket. Oh wow! So they had all, yeah. Um, so they had all of the well, obviously not all of the thirty thousand UW students, but a group <laughs> of students in and yeah. taught them how to make proper ramen. Wow! You know the kind of student diet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as part of that process, they taught them about shopping. They taught them about looking at you know good ingredients, how mm. you know how to do the prep, and then how to be part of that notion of kind of community. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's a super good example of really coaching people. If you think about a new cohort that's yeah. moved into your community, yeah, and it's about coaching them into your store, into your ethos, and into your brand. Yeah. And that just really got me thinking about this idea of teaching being an important part of being a successful brand. Yeah, and um, and also it, it fits in with their kind of because um, we also talk about. Um, the the brand story or your brand values and stuff it really fits that whole foods brand um brand story doesn't it that that they're they're interested in the well-being of students in that way right yeah yeah Yeah. and um and also are are ramen noodles like the international student food i mean it's interesting my daughter went through the same thing yes it's always with the ramen noodles yeah so so an international success um, mm-hmm. Perhaps we should talk about their brand one time. But so, so that was Whole Foods. But your focus, you know, recently has been with um, with with financial institutions. What what have you seen with that? Well, I mean, again, it's it's interesting. Obviously, that um, I again, it was a recent personal experience. I've been really trying to think about, you know, how I am much more structured in my own finances. And, you know, despite working in financial services for a long time, I've always been a bit of a refusenik for the whole kind of budget planning, you know, management, da, 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 da. So I guess that you can teach an old horse new tricks after all. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I kind of spent uh, last week just looking at a few of the kind of aggregator and education tools in the market. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And the two that I really settled on was Truebill, mm-hmm. um, which I think are super interesting. They are putting a lot of television advertising in over here, which right. is quite unusual for 
you know, a tool like that. We're seeing them, you know, they're very heavy on social right now. But and for, pe- princi- for people over on this side of the water, what do, what do Truebill do? Oh, yeah, of course. So <laughs> they are like a service. And what they do is you aggregate your accounts with them. Uh-huh. Okay. And then what it does is it it goes through and identifies all of the subscriptions and regular payments that you have and shows you how much you're spending on the wine subscription you never use, (laughs) a runway clothes that you don't use often enough, the two two Netflix subscriptions that you have in your household, (laughs) etc. So, I'm not even it, going to ask if it's your actual experience. That sounded very specific. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I must tell you that my wine subscription is definitely used. And I'm, I'm, I would be very surprised, Liz, if that wasn't the case with you as well. So. Well, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it, it's not used quite as much as it's, it's, it's costing, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that's what Truebill does. It, it, bring, it brings all that stuff together. So what's the education they're doing? How are they teaching people that that's a way that you need to be doing that? You know, so a lot of it comes family. into, yeah, it's there. They've got very strong messaging and positioning. They mm-hmm. use, you know, numbers that are interesting, you know, yeah. that you can save $1,000 a year. And what else right. can you do with $1,000 a year? So they have this really compelling right. Right. that's backed up by data. Right. And right. my experience of going through that reflects the promise that they made in all of their advertising. So right. for me, that's a very strong brand story. It's a solution that delivers on what it promises as a brand. And it right. genuinely helped me think about my money in a really different way. Right, right. So the coach, the coach and compose part isn't just about what we'd say is straight up education, like cooking classes at Whole Foods. It's actually a, a glimpse into the promised land of if you were to do use our service um mm-hmm. uh, in in this way then you could potentially have these benefits or outcomes for yourself right so it's educating people on the outcomes as much as anything else yeah and you know i think that's you know why they're they're successful is that that's a very compelling story yeah. when you you know to you know saving a thousand dollars Mm. is a big deal for for people right now in this current economy so it's very timely it's a good message and it really is about pursuing that kind of financial wellness piece which I think is really important right right now yeah and we're seeing a lot of that around the energy bills and stuff from the energy companies of the exact same thing if you do these three actions you'll save yourself 500 quid a month or a year or whatever it is um, but you also yeah. mentioned Mint there. So Mint in the same space as Truebill. So have you been looking at these two guys side by side? Um, so different proposition. Mint does a little bit of the same thing that Truebill does. Yeah. But Mint is much more of, it's like your dashboard. So they're part of the in- Intuit um, family right. of products. Right. So I kind of leaned into them because I I use their accounting kind of software for, mm-hmm. you know, my, the other parts of my life. <laughs> and um, what they do really well is visualize your money for you. Right. So it's a similar principle. Aggregate all of your accounts, aggregate all of your credit cards, aggregate all of your investments, and we'll show you mm-hmm. where you are in the world. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's a good place, sometimes not such a good place. <laughs> but, but at least, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's not their core business, is it, with somebody like that? Their core business is to sell you other financial services, right? But 
but they're, 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 they are providing you with something useful, a dashboard, everything aggregated, easy life in return for they will make money in the longer term selling you financial services. So it's, it's a, and people forget that, don't they? They think that, oh, I've got this access, this free dashboard. And they think mm-hmm. that's the product, the product. That isn't the product. That isn't what this organization is selling. It's selling yeah. financial services like any other boring yeah. financial services organization. <laughs> but what they do really well and what, what I, I like about them is mm-hmm. they have a very extensive financial education program yeah. as well. Yeah. that starts at 101 levels and then goes deeper and deeper. So right. you can pretty much find the level that you want to learn at really right. easily. And I feel like they make their education, it's very consumable. Mm-hmm. It's in multiple formats, you know, a lot of it video-based, a little yeah. bit of reading. It's kind of the it's like my perfect tolerance for for mm-hmm. learning about things that you know, <laughs> um, I may not have that much of a passion about, but they make it engaging and interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that so those are the financial services examples for this week. But also going back to B two B, we were talking about um, HubSpot just a little while ago. Um, but I know that you've been looking at um, seismic. Seismic, not seismic. I keep saying seismic for some mysterious yeah. reasons. But and you've been looking at them. What was it that impressed you about them in terms of this coach and compose principle? I mean, I, so um, when I when I worked at Nimbus, um, we were a customer of theirs, and we used it for our sales enablement team. And yeah. it just is a very powerful tool that allows, and I, you know, to your point, it allows the intersection of you know, good content with good sales conversation mm-hmm. with AI. Right. So what it does is all of the sales calls and meetings or, you know, I used to get my presentations recorded yeah. seismic. Yeah. yeah. And it comes back and it analyzes and it scores against things like your brand message. Wow. Yeah. Um, against your, you know, your sales pitch deck, against the key drivers of, of buying. Mm-hmm. So what it does is just by going through your normal selling approach, you're constantly being coached and you're constantly learning. Right. And to me, it's a very natural way of just getting salespeople to get closer and closer to successful outcomes. Yeah. You know, the outcomes of a good call, you know, what's the structure of it? What words are used? What's the language that's used in it becomes how you're evaluated. And then you're given feedback on how to make the next call more successful. So it's like this culture. I think it's really interesting because um, from a content marketing perspective, there's a lot of work, a lot of tools around how to optimize our marketing content, right? And measure what works, you know, mm-hmm. and, and what, what engages, what's attracting Google's attention, all those good things. But yeah. that that's interesting that your sales presentations, that kind of down down the, the pipe or um, mm-hmm. uh, content of when the rubber hits the road, when a human is talking to another human, it's yeah. really interesting that's being evaluated with this tool. Yeah. And, you know, the the within the the two, I mean, the idea behind it, it's it's really a platform. Yeah. 
And the idea is that everything is integrated into that platform. So it just becomes a place of knowledge. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I've I've had a look at it before in, in my past when we've been looking at sales enablement tools. Um, yeah. I'm, I, yeah, I've not been the buyer of those things in the past. So I've just made mm-hmm. recommendations and I've known a couple of people over there. It's a very, I mean, this isn't an ad for Seismic, but these kinds of tools, I mean, and I, we were just chatting on the show, I think it was last week, uh, who was I chatting to? It was about the fact that sales enablement is often the missing is often missing from a marketer's agenda, right? Is we'll focus on everything else that needs to be done with a new message, new product, new product launch, and all this kind of stuff. And then sort of sales enablement comes some way later if it happens at all. And the consistency of that is important. So that coach and compose is then happening within the organization as well as with the customers. That's very interesting. And I think the part of what I really like about it is that, Mm -hmm. you know, there's an AI component to it as well. There's an element of, you know, learning from successful calls and outcomes. And, you know, conversations are linked to close rates, to success rates. And Mm -hmm. it starts to become, it's real, it's like a, it's an intelligence hub, actually, rather than thinking about it as a platform. Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, there's probably a broader topic here the way we're not talking about one single vendor and selling that. But yeah. I think that's yes, really that's interesting because yeah. I'm I'm curious there of how much mm-hmm. data one would need to drive that behavior. What what does that all look like? But that's probably a discussion for another day. So yeah. that so that's cool. So we've we've gone back to coaching compose again. A couple more examples there. Um, and it sounds like it's it's about taking people on a journey, really, isn't it? Totally. I mean, I think that's the. You know, with with innovation and, you know, if you can imagine at some point where, you know, you thought that you would be able to just link every single one of your financial things that you'd be prepared to do it, that it's safe and that it's secure. Um, Five years ago, three years ago, maybe you'd be like, no way, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've kind of been taught that this works, that it's successful. You're seeing the outcomes of it. You're seeing the benefits of it. And, you know, I had no qualms about just giving, you know, these two new apps total access to my life. Yeah, cool, cool. Well, splendid. Another splendid conversation, Liz. And I know we missed a week, but um, shall we do this again next week? What do you think? Let's do it again next week. (laughs) Splendid. And in the meantime, uh, where can people find you? You can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Liz High. I think there's only one of me. Uh-huh. And on our book website, which is called thinklikeabrandbook.com. Splendid. And I'll include all those links in the show notes. Thanks very much, Liz. And I'll speak to you again next week. Let's hope right. that England continue to do well for the next couple of matches. I'm sure they will. <laughs> Although we're, we're, you're going to be a bit split loyalties because isn't it? It's the USA. Is it next? It or? is. Yes. It's but no, I'm going I'm going to the Georgian Dragon pub and I have a <laughs> size cut out of um, Gareth Southgate in my living room right now. So um, I'm going to be making my British um, stance in uh, wherever I end up watching the game. <laughs> well, there you go. Look out for Liz in the Georgian Dragon in Seattle. <laughs> Thanks, Liz. I hope you survive. I'll see you. I'll see you next week. <laughs> so that's a wrap on this episode of think like a brand our midweek mini series for the rockstar cmo effing marketing podcast i've been your host ian truscott and thanks to liz for her insight and for you for dropping a dime into your podcasting jukebox selecting our track and jiving along with us
You can find all our contact details and a link to Liz's book in the show notes. And we are Rockstar CMO on all the socials. And if you like this, please help share the good news with a rating or review in your favourite podcast. I'll be back with our usual show on Saturday. I hope you join us for that. Until then, enjoy the rest of your week. And thanks again for listening to Rockstar CMO FM. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.